Hey you, good morning. It's uh, Thursday, the 23rd of November, 2023. Thursday. Hope you had a good night's sleep and you're in good form this morning. It's The Papers with me, Richie Allen. A podcast. It's a podcast looking at the papers, uh, the front page, headlines, and of course, some of the stories inside the UK dailies. Nice to have your company. Thank you for listening to it. I really appreciate that. Before we look at the front pages, a couple of things happening. Uh, the delay in, sorry, the pause in fighting. They call it fighting. It's not fighting, it's bombardment. The pause in fighting in Gaza has been delayed. It was due a four-day temporary cessation of bombardment was due to happen this morning because a hostage exchange has been agreed between Hamas and Israel. This has been delayed until tomorrow. And apparently it's down to documents that haven't been signed by Hamas and returned to Qatar. That's what they're saying this morning at 7.27. It's 7.27 now. So that might change. That is a fluid situation. What else is happening? Anti-Islam populist set for big Dutch election win. Geert Wilders' Freedom Party. Uh, it's looking like the exit polls in Holland are saying that his party will have the most seats. Uh, doubling his seats or its his party seats in Parliament. So that's getting quite a bit of coverage uh, this morning. And there is bad news this morning, breaking in the last 10 minutes, that household energy prices here in the UK will rise, rise even by 5% in January. The Guardian is all over that. So I might talk about that in a few minutes' time. Let's look at the... I'm, I'm smothering as well. Not so much with a cold, but with, with allergy I'm full up of um, bunged up nose. I've got a bit of an allergy uh, this morning, so bear with me. I might sound a bit heavy. Uh, the eye paper. So now most of the front pages today go with Jeremy Hunt's autumn statement, which was delivered to the House of Commons, to the British Parliament yesterday. Okay. So the eye paper tax burden to hit record high despite 2p cut for millions, right? So again, Papers are full of this reaction to this statement. The two pence cut to the national insurance is one of the headline policies announced by Jeremy Hunt yesterday. The eye paper is pointing out, though, the tax burden is still forecast to grow to the highest level seen since the Second World War. And in its preview of the story on its front page, the eye says the freezing of income tax thresholds means millions more people will pay higher rates as salaries rise with inflation, right? The Financial Times tax burden surges despite Hunt cuts. That's page one. Headline, The Times Hunt eases tax burden. Unsurprisingly, Hunt is pictured on pretty much every paper today. The Daily Mail is delighted. The Conservative Party supporting uh, Daily Mail, it must be said. Let's hope it's just the start, is the headline. Some commentators are saying that we might prepare ourselves for a May 2024 general election here in the UK. Um, yeah, maybe. The Metro, happy NI year, says the Metro. Uh, the Metro focuses on the national insurance cut and says that the Chancellor has fired the election starting gun. The Sun has a photograph on the front page of a champagne 
champagne bottle with cork exploding out of said bottle. New Year's Way Hay is the uh, headline. The sun focusing on the freezing of duty on alcohol. And, and yeah, yeah, that's the sun. Uh, the Daily Telegraph, biggest tax cuts since the 1980s. So you get the picture, right? The newspapers are full of this. The Guardian, Hunt reveals £20 billion in tax cuts as Tories move on to election statement. And the Daily Mirror, which doesn't support the Conservative Party, of course, its headline reads, Do they take us all for fools? Well, of course they do. But it's not just the Conservative Party. Daily Express, we've delivered on triple lock to protect you. The Express says the... Um, the government has listened to it. The government has listened to the Daily Express uh, in protecting the pension triple lock. Now, that's a safeguard that applies to ensure that state pension rises each year by either average earnings inflation or 2.5%, whichever figure is the highest, right? The Express says both the PM and the Chancellor acknowledged its campaign to protect the triple lock. Those are the front pages of the UK's newspapers. This is the papers, the Telegraph. Then let's look inside. Come with me as we have a meander through the stories inside the UK's papers today. Here's one that's very important. Hel- Telegraph headline. Excuse me. AstraZeneca claims allegations COVID jab is defective, are confused and wrong in law. Well, so this is the AstraZeneca response then to the multi-million pound legal case against it uh, over claims its jab caused blood clots. So the firm is being sued in the High Court by a father of two who suffered a very significant permanent brain injury after having the jab in April 2021. We talked about this on the Richie Allen Show. And at least 40 further claims for damages are expected to be lodged in the court within weeks. Some lawyers say the claims are worth about 80 million quid. Now in its defence against the allegations, AstraZeneca, which is based in Cambridge, is arguing that the claim is, quote, confused and wrong in law, end quote. I don't think there's very much confused about the claim, eh? Anyway, in its defence filing, AstraZeneca said that the benefit uh, slash risk profile of the vaccine was and remained positive. But this is bullshit, of course. This is absolute bullshit because at least 81 people died in the UK from the Oxford AstraZeneca jab and it is believed that this figure could rise to hundreds, hundreds more. Hundreds more. They're out there asking people to get in touch with them. The condition known as vaccine-induced immune thrombocytopenia and thrombosis, or VITT-VIT, is a new condition. It is suspected of causing serious harm in hundreds more people, maybe thousands. So that's a very important court case, isn't it? Test case in the High Court, AstraZeneca, which uh, said that Mr. Scott's claim was unclear, lacking in detail and imprecise. But it isn't. It's pretty clear. It's not lacking in any detail at all. Uh, he's, he, his, his life has been destroyed by the jab. It caused an explosion in his brain. This poisonous shit that nobody needed to take because COVID was downgraded in uh, mid-2020, in early 2020, in the spring, as a high-consequence high infectious disease, it was downgraded 
Nobody needed to take any of these jobs, irrespective of which pharmaceutical company um, created them. You know that the British government gave immunity to the manufacturers of these jabs and gave them emergency use authorization. Jabs that had no long-term safety data, no long-term study. Let's have a look over five, ten years. None of that. Here's the jab. Take it because you might give COVID to granny. And it has wrecked and ruined lives. Not just in the UK, but everywhere in the world, the jabs were rolled out. And uh, we can do no more than wish all the very best to Mr. Scott and to every other um, uh, man, woman and child who've been injured by these horrendous um, interventions because they're not uh, vaccines. Jabs, call them jabs, call them medicines, but certainly not uh, vaccines. So that's important. Staying with the telegraphs then, kind of related. Here's a headline. Government disinformation unit rebrands following accusations it suppressed free speech. Which unit are they referring to in the Telegraph? Well, they are referring to the Counter Disinformation Unit or the CDU. The unit, which has links to Britain's intelligence agencies, of course it does, is now called the National Security Online Information Team. NSOIT the National Security Online Information Team. Sources have told The Telegraph uh, it is predominantly focused on false information deliberately spread by foreign states. The change represents a shift from the unit's activities during the pandemic. Now, The Telegraph has previously reported how the CDU collected social media posts by members of the British public including legitimate posts criticising the government's lockdown policies. I've said it a thousand times on the Richie Allen Show. You know, they love China. They love North Korea. It's always the plan. It's what social credit is all about. A social credit system of monitoring and keeping the public in line. They love what's been going on in China for decades. They've always loved it. They criticised it, but they loved it. They coveted it. They wanted to introduce it here where everything you say will be spied upon and evaluated and you'll, it will be determined whether or not you are a threat to the establishment and the plans of the establishment, right? So they've rebranded this Orwellian bloody unit, uh, I suppose to make it sound a, a little bit more, I don't know, benevolent than it actually is. So yeah, listen, I, I would say to anybody listening to this, every single thing you post online is recorded is collected and it is placed against you. It is it is it is put into a file, okay, and it is evaluated against everything that the government, the authorities, deem to be okay, to be acceptable, to be sayable, to be thinkable. You gotta keep that in mind. Alright, not everybody is as lucky as me. I'm responsible for myself, I'm self employed. And I don't have to answer to anybody. But if you're working for a company if you're working in education, if you're working in health, it doesn't matter where you're working. Got to keep this in mind now. They are watching everything you say. Look at this nonsense in the BBC. Gary Lineker apparently shared or liked a post where somebody accused the Israeli government of committing genocide and ethnic cleansing in Gaza, which it is, of course, the Nazi-esque apartheid state of Israel, not the Israeli people, but its authorities, its government, are committing ethnic cleansing in Gaza, are trying to wipe out the people of Palestine. They're doing it in front of our eyes. So Gary Lineker, anyway, he, he shares a tweet, right, or, or likes it. 
And now the newspapers are reporting yesterday and today that some BBC employees who happen to be Jewish are saying that they're not comfortable with Gary Lineker working in the organisation and therefore he needs to be, well, basically moved on. Shocking, isn't it? It's horrible. I don't know if you heard a little yelp there. Uh, the puppies are going crazy because uh, the future missus has extricated herself from the from the feathers, from the eider down. Froggy has got up out of bed, the lazy cow. And the dogs are going crazy. But, um, y- you know, what, what should happen in a proper world? Um, we're not happy with Gary Lineker. I'm Jewish. And, and I come from a Jewish family. And, and, and Gary reckons that it's genocide in Gaza. Well, that's anti-Semitic. And, and Gary needs to be gotten rid of or, or, or we're going to leave. There's the door, dickhead. There's the door. We have a policy whereby people are allowed to express their opinion. Uh, you don't like it, there's the fucking door. On your bike is what should happen. But in reality, it isn't what will happen. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Lineker doesn't find himself in the next week or two um, working for somebody else. We'll see. So they, uh, they've changed the name of the government's disinformation unit. Yes, it's Orwellian. The Sun. Let's look inside the Sun. Bully boys fight back. What's that all about? Well, recently, the UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak announced that the XL bully would be banned from next year. Okay, breeding the dog would be banned. Yeah, well, a group of bully owners, XL bully owners, gathered with their dogs in protest against the decision to ban uh, the bully. Footage from the event has been shared online. It has been dubbed the Bully Link-Ups Fundraiser. Owners and more than 60 dogs came together to say, look, the bullies are lovely. And uh, only two people were killed at the event. I'm only joking. Nobody was killed at the event. Um, But uh, yeah, the XL Bully, you see them around the housing estates. You see them around Salford. They are a big, massive, imposing-looking creature. And sadly for the dogs, they do tend, at least where I live, they do tend to be in the company of <clears throat> real low-life characters, you know. You know you know the type I'm talking about. And I'm a working-class lad, I'm not a snob. You know the sort of scumbags I'm talking about, you know. There's the wannabe tough guys, you know. Walking around with these dogs as a kind of a status symbol, which, which is not the dog's fault, of course. But anyway, from February next year, it'll be illegal to own an XL bully in England and in Wales, unless the dog has a certificate of exemption. Let's look inside the Daily Mail. Headline, Black people don't like you. Well, this is about I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. A ridiculous reality TV show, which, despite how ridiculous and pathetic and boring it is, it always garners huge support from the British public. It's got a pretty decent viewing numbers, viewing figures, right? But Nigel Farage is in there, the former UKIP guy. These days can be found on GB News as a news presenter. Give me a break. Well, somebody called Nella Rose. I swear to God I have no idea who Nella Rose is, but then I'm not down with the kids. Celebrity culture, I don't know anything about it. Nella Rose has furiously hit out at Nigel Farage, claiming that black people don't like him in a tense spat on Wednesday's episode of I'm a Celebrity, a day after the social media star sparked a row with campmate Fred Siru. Is that his name? Siru, Syriac, Siru. Anyway, I don't know. In dramatic scenes, Nella accused the former UKIP leader of being anti-immigrant and claimed that black people don't like him 
adding that he wants all of them gone. Does he? Does he want all black people gone, Farage? While Nigel attempted to explain his side, says the Daily Mail, noting that it's impossible to get a GP appointment, Nella hit back by claiming it's been caused by a lack of funding for the NHS. They ended their exchange by agreeing to disagree on their views with Nella, whoever the hell she is, noting that they don't have to come to a common ground. How mature of Nella. That's right. We must learn to argue with people, to find um, fault with their argument, to allow them to find fault with our argument, to not agree, and then to say, well, that was enjoyable, let's go and have a beer. Lovely. The Times. People with, wait for this, people with lower cognitive ability were more likely to vote for Brexit. Jesus wept. The cleverer people are, the more likely they were to vote to stay in the European Union, even a study has found. Among those Britons in the top 10% by a measure of cognitive performance, 73% voted remain in 2016. Among those in the bottom 10%, only 40% did. Chris Dawson from the University of Bath, who uh, had something to do with this study, a Remain voter himself, said that people should be wary of interpreting the findings. Don't get angry, says Chris, or joyful, depending on what you voted for. This is about differences at a population level, he says. But the headline screams out in the Times, if you have lower cognitive ability, you are more likely to vote for Brexit. And as I mentioned, there was a breaking news story a short time ago. The Guardian is all over it already. Energy bills in Great Britain will rise by 5% from January as cap hits £1,928 a year. Households will begin the new year with this 5% increase after the regulator raised the price cap to an average of £1,928 a year for the typical gas and electricity bill. Off-gem, the regulator raised the maximum price that energy suppliers can change excuse me, can charge their customers, raise the maximum price that energy suppliers can charge their customers from £1,834 a year for the typical household between October to December after a rise in global gas market prices after the start of the Israel-Hamas war last month. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, so this new uh, price cap, £1,928 a year, um, will determine the energy bills for most Households. It's a difficult time for many people and any increase in bills will be worrying according to charities. Yeah. Yeah. It's by design, but people can't see it, you know. It's by design. It's all by design. None of this is random. It's all by design. People are being well, squeezed to the absolute limits of their existence. That's how I see it. And it's part of a long-standing plan to do that. Ultimately, what they're bringing, bringing about, and I don't know whether this will be this, maybe not this year, next year, maybe 2025, maybe 25, 26, but the biggest economic crash the world has ever seen. That is where they are pushing us. The biggest economic crash the world has ever, ever seen. You will own nothing and you will be happy. And it is at that point that they will come in with their solutions. When they empty out people's bank accounts, with bail-ins, you know, when people lose everything because of the economic crash they are preparing. It is at that point they will bring in their solutions, which is central bank digital currency and a universal basic income for people. Yeah, that's what's coming. I know it's scary. I know it's depressing. It's miserable. And I know it's the 23rd of November. 
and it's miserably grim and awful out there and blighty and dark and wet and damp and you don't want to be hearing this. But we've got to talk about it because we've got to think about ourselves and our families and our neighbours and how we might be able to insulate ourselves against it. They're bankrupting people, not just economies, not just national economies. They're bankrupting people. You've got Jeremy Hunt yesterday talking about my budget will stimulate growth. No, no, no. Growth is a thing of the past. Growth is a thing of the past. They have allowed one or two maybe three massive mega corporations, basically, take over the running of our economies. Okay? High streets are disappearing as people uh, increasingly buy everything that they need online and increasingly from a tiny handful of companies, Amazon being at the very top of that very small group. Meaning... Meaning, right? Meaning what? Meaning that uh, small businesses, right, the lifeblood of any economy, mid-sized or small-sized small, mid-sized or small-sized businesses are disappearing at the speed of light as they lose out to these mega corporations, and this is all part of that plan, and in that system where people are buying everything they need from one or two or three companies. Growth is impossible because opening a company and trying to get it off the ground and employing a few people and rolling your sleeves up and having a baby because people see their companies as their babies and growing it is becoming next to impossible. Growth is not meant to happen irrespective of what Jeremy Hunt says of what the Labour Party says. Everything is going one way. It's heading towards a massive economic collapse with a horrifically dystopian uh, solution on offer waiting for when people scream and cry. What are you going to do about it? Well, here's what we're going to do about it. We're going to give you a universal basic income. And in response, in return for that, you're going to get fully on board with the climate agenda. Yes, the technocratic agenda, the transhumanist agenda, you're just going to go along with it. Because we'll give you a living at a subsistence level. That's how I see this. And it's coming, as I said, at the speed of light now. Despite a very positive story in The Guardian about supermarkets pushing, pushing back against the techno-futurist tide, a woman called Van Badham has written an article about some supermarkets are ditching self-checkouts. And this is a good thing because, you know, it's a pushback against this techno-futurist future or techno-futurist reality. But, uh, yeah, while Boots might be doing that, Boots, 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 this uh, kind of upmarket super, supermarket chain, and while some of the Americans are doing it, um, Walgreens are doing it in America. Uh, sorry, Walmart, Wegmans, and Costco are doing it in America. They're getting rid of the machines and bringing back people. I wouldn't get overly excited about that uh, just yet. So uh, I, I would not. So that's pretty much um, the best of the UK daily newspapers today. Uh, I hope you can join me this afternoon at five o'clock. That's five o'clock UK. Sorry, four. I said it again, didn't I? I said it again, yeah. Old habits die hard. The Richie Allen Show airs at four o'clock UK time, Monday to Thursday. So I hope you join me at four today. I've got two very good guests lined up for you. Dr. Ahmad Malik will be on and the journalist and writer as Sean Walsh will be on. So it'll be a good show today.
In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your Thursday and thank you so much for listening to the papers. Bye now.